Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ladies and gentlemen, I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. It's in this league. Come again with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. Can't wait. What is that? Did that blow your mind? That just happened. Welcome back, everybody. It's hour three of In This League on the Sports Grid. Get on the grid. You guys know what that means. I'm joined by my friend Casey Bubba. Follow him on the Twitter at BDentric. Bubba, what's going on, man? Not a whole lot, my friend. Uh, spring training, we're, we're halfway done. We're getting closer to the regular season. NFL free agency is a bonanza. The NBA takes too many days of rest for players. It's just it, we're in full swing right now. Yeah, there's a lot going on. We actually did just announce that uh, you and I and the Welsh will have a show yeah. on Line Star uh, yep. coming up, talking DFS for the baseball season. Uh, so we are super excited about that. You got your coffee cup. You got your shirt. Yep, I'm all good. I got all my goodies. Yeah, the coffee cup came in a couple of days later. I sent you a text on that to, to let you know <laughs> that that took place. But uh, I'm looking forward to it because last year was me and Joey P doing baseball, you and Joey P doing football. Now we're going to do it all together, both sports with the Welsh in the mix. It's going to be a it's going to be a lot of fun bringing the the whole ITL package to uh, so much Line fun. Star. I don't think Line Star knows what they got themselves into. To tell you the <laughs> truth. But uh, they're they're basically giving us the reins. We're not we don't have to tell them all the secrets, but they're letting us pretty much do whatever we want. And that might be a bad idea. I don't know. <laughs> uh, here's something crazy that I haven't told you yet. I uh-huh. was recognized for the first time uh, out in public uh, ever for me. So, <laughs> what were you at, when you were at the ball game? I know it was. Uh, I was going to pick up my my lunch at a place I used to work. That is uh-huh. across the street from uh my apartment now you, you know, i know most people are gonna yeah. be like oh what your neighbor recognized you great i never met this guy in my life uh, and uh the i only know one person that still used to work at this place and he did not tell this guy about my stuff so yeah. uh so awesome. they, and he did, didn't recognize my face because i had the big mask i was about to say they, they they notice you now that you have a mask on that's that's funny but my name on the order said scott bogman uh, so the, the guy asked me you that like, scott bogman yeah do you work <laughs> for bogman and i was like wait what do i and work for Bogman? Yeah, exactly that's <laughs> that's my reaction i'm like wait what and he goes oh do you work with scott bogman he's the podcast guy right and i'm like I am Bogman and, and absolutely no one works for me. So, uh, you know, so got, got him straightened out there, but, uh, that, that's a pretty fun. I deliver story. other people food. They don't pick it up for me. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Come on, man. You know, get, give me a break. Uh, I am uh, very super famous. So just so you guys know, but we got to take a break. Uh, when we come back, we'll be uh, talking about a lot of baseball stuff. So stick with us. We'll be right back after this. <laughs> SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, 
<laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. When your space has the long-lasting, noticeable scent of Airwick Vibrant Essential Mist, you'll want to invite everyone over. From book club to reality TV watch parties, even the in-laws. It smells amazing. Airwick Vibrant Essential Mist is infused with two times more essential oil versus regular Airwick Essential Mist for our most authentic, nature-inspired fragrance experience. Airwick Vibrant Essential Mist is perfectly portable and effortlessly easy. The way fragrance should be. Now that's a breath of fresh Airwick. Yeah, man, I'll tell you what, that dang old... In this league. Talk about www.wcomedy, man. You go click, 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 click. It's real easy, man. Uh, I don't know what you're saying, but that, that's what's going on, yeah. Welcome back, everybody. Hour three of In This League on the Sports Grid. Get on the grid. I'm here with Casey Bubba. And Casey, please tell everyone where they can find all of your amazing, hardworking work on the yeah. interwebs. And no, I did not pay Scott to say that, by the way. Um, you can Checks find me on Twitter. Mail. Yeah, you can, you can find me on Twitter <laughs> at VDMtrick. Uh, all the goodies are there. I tweet it out all the time. But uh, Benched with Bubba Podcast, that's the, the pride and joy, doing that a couple times a week. And then, uh, obviously, I do some golf podcasts. I've talked about the Always Pressing PGA DFS podcast. We'll have the uh, MLB shows coming up for DFS for Line Star. I do another show on the side of that too, but uh, we'll, we'll focus on line star for now. Um, and then written content at fantasy DGENs. I'm trying to do, I do my rankings there and I'm trying to do a couple articles a week, three to four, just to kind of just, I call them Bubba's blurbs just to kind of say things not super detailed. Like if you want that, go to rotographs, but uh, not here. And then uh, also content at rotoballer.com and the fantasy black book that's coming up a couple more weeks of draft season. So check that out. Joey P has updated the RPV values on that for you to get you ready for whatever draft you have coming up. But basically, just follow me on Twitter. You'll get all the goodies there. Boy, are we ready for the season to start, right? I, I mean, can't wait. I am running out of things to talk about. Yeah, it is just, uh, <laughs> you know, it, we're, we're hitting the uh, the part of spring training where, you know, not every job is solved, of course, but most are solved. There's a lot of players being sent out to uh, their various minor league levels uh, and going to that camp instead of staying at big league camp, so we won't see them, them in any more lineups. I know. Uh, people very upset. JB Bukowskis, who was crushing spring, sent down for my my Diamondbacks. Uh, and now it's kind of like, all right, a lot of this has been decided. That's what uh, you you and I are going to talk about today is a lot of lineup stuff here uh, in baseball. But, uh, you know, a, a lot of the stuff has been decided. Some of it's still up in the air. But uh, now what we're going to see is injuries because yep. some of the you know, the uh, mainstays in the lineup are going to be playing a little bit more to ramp up their playing time. And, you know, it just comes with risk. It, it happens all the time. Like I did a, <clears throat> you know, the other day when Ketel Marte got banged up. You and um, me both. But he, yeah, I mean, you know, all of the smart people have many shares of Ketel Marte. Yes, many, many all the shares. All, all the shares. All the smart people have it, of course. But uh, yeah, I I mean, every little uh, bruise or a guy gets yanked out of the lineup. I mean, like Luis Robert got pulled a couple, uh, you know, maybe a week ago, but he got back in on, uh, I think it was Wednesday uh, of of this week. So there's there's guys, you know, that are minor. But anytime someone tweaks anything, we we hold our breath and see what's going on. But uh, let's talk about. Uh, some of this lineup stuff, because let's just start out with 
the Astros. And uh, the fact that, you know, we saw Miles Straw starting to get uh, a lot of movement uh, at beginning of March because he was being considered for the leadoff spot. Carlos Correa, we heard, was being considered for the leadoff spot. But now over the last week and, you know, just once again, I mentioned this on last week's show in our three and I'll say it again. Big hat tip to Mike Curlin who yep, puts together this time. amazing uh, spreadsheet. Check him out on Twitter. He's got the link to his spreadsheet there where he just lists the starting lineups for every team every day that they have a game. And then and he did, has. A did you see the new addition he did to it? No. What, what was that? I don't think I saw. Well, I guess there's a couple of them since last week. He's added it where it's linked to baseball reference. So every day that baseball reference updates the spring training stats and updates it to the sheet. Nice. And um, he now made it. So it's not just NLAL. There's pages for just every team and all their lines. So you don't have to go scroll for each week. It's just straight. Go straight to the uh, like uh, Braves. And you'll have every lineup for the entire spring on there. Wish I would have known that when I was putting this sheet together. Yeah, I he, did, he, did, he did that one like Tuesday of this past Okay. Week. So I didn't even that look. one's very that one's very new. But uh, he, he said it took him a lot of time. I'm that. sure. Yeah, I've I've done that. That that's the you know, like the off season uh sheet that I do for the NFL. Oh, that's an awesome sheet you do, but that one and the draft one you put together, whoo, that that that's one, worth uh, the Patreon account, but we'll talk about that the next segment. Yeah, that, that one takes forever. So uh I, I took a week off of it. I'm gonna let the dust settle on free agency before I go back to I haven't even released it yet anyway to the public. So I think only you and the Welsh have seen it. But anyway, um, you know, let's start out with the Astros, like we said. Uh, Miles Straw, Carlos Correa kind of being considered at the top of that lineup. Big empty hole with George Springer going over to Toronto. But now over the last week, we heard that maybe Jose Altuve was going to hit at the top of that lineup. Of course, not everything is solidified yet because Bregman just came back from uh, his injury, his, you know, tweaking his hamstring in January. He just got in the lineup. Looks like he's going to start uh, hitting three with uh, the Astros. But now Altuve is back up at, at the top of this lineup. It's exciting to see, but I think we do need to curb our enthusiasm a little bit because I don't think that just because Altuve is at the top of the lineup means they're going to run him a lot more. More, yes. A lot more, no. I think his running days are still behind him, and they didn't run Springer a ton at the top of the lineup either. So is this? am I just poo-pooing this too much, bub, or is this the right way? to look at this uh, lineup shift for Jose Altuve. Yeah, I'm pretty much on the same page with you. I, I think there's a couple things here. As Miles Straw was a fun idea because if he was up top, maybe he'd run a ton. But in the end, you had to imagine it was Altuve. That's just what this team's going to do because when they're healthy, it's Altuve, Brantley, Bregman, Correa, Alvarez, all those guys, Tucker. You, you're not going to put Miles Straw up there. Just not going to happen. So Altuve, because he gets on base, because he sets the table, that's how it's going to go. But I agree. He's he's not running like he used to. He's had a lot of leg injuries in the last few years, and in the in the grand scheme of things, Dusty Baker just doesn't run. He just yeah. doesn't do it. So you have to look at the philosophy of the the manager and play. And he's not going to run a ton. If if Altuve gets you ten stolen bases or more, you are over the moon. So right. just shoot for that. Just hope he gets on base a lot and scores a ton of runs because the Astros should do that just fine. And we talked about it uh, earlier in the week with uh, you know DVR and, and Eno on. Uh, the ITL podcast, we had rates and barrels on this week, but we were talking about second base value and we, we all agreed, or at least, you know, and I did that, uh, uh, Cattell Marte and Jose Altuve, two of the best second base values, uh, yeah. this year. So I just had a discussion with someone like that about that. They're like the ninth and 10th off the board, give or take wherever you're at. 
and it's a nice little wheelhouse. If you can get one of those two, you get a pretty nice value, and I think you've got to be pretty happy about life, at least you know before the season starts and all. It'd be pretty right, nice. Exactly. Uh, now, uh, you know, look, let's talk about real quick just the importance of taking players at the top of the lineup because I think it's a big thing. You know, this is uh, something that I've always talked about on, on the show, and, you know, uh, we brought it up. I remember uh, last season, John from uh, John, who's MLB moving averages on the Twitter. Uh, Big John Stud. That's right. Uh, we talked with him about you just want guys at the top of the lineup. Like there are good hitters at the bottom of lineups, but, you know, the lineup turns over at the top way more. So if you can get top one, two or three uh, is obviously what you want all of your hitters to be. Not all of them are going to be one, two or three. But uh, then you have your big RBI spots and four, five, and six. And then seven, eight, nine is kind of tough. It's tough to ride those guys throughout the season. So uh, you really want guys that are hitting high in the lineup. Uh, it, are, are you are you with that? Do you have like a little, well, you know, sometimes I can grab a guy. There are players that I like that hit at the bottom of lineups. You know, Kingry is one of them, but it doesn't look like he's even going to start, which is more concerning than uh, him, him hitting low in the lineup. But um, how, how good or how much potential does there have to be for someone to move up for you to really buy in? Well, no, and you, you nailed it. The higher in the order you hit, it's just simple math. Guys have written articles on it that it's it's a lot more at-bats throughout the entire season, which gives you more chances for average bumps, power, speed, runs, whatever you want, every category you want. It gives you more chances. So the farther they are down in the order, it just uh, really depletes those opportunities for your counting stats. So it, you're not really going there very often. Uh, you prefer guys at the top of the order. We're going to talk about some guys that are going later in drafts, which I think is crazy for where they're you know going to hit in the order. Um, I don't try to make a point to target guys at the bottom of the order unless at certain points that like Kingry's late in a draft, so you go with what you got to go with. Uh, there's other guys that go late in the draft that you can make that argument for. A lot of catchers, you just let it go because it's a catcher. But um, more often than not, you try to be like a top five, six in the lineup if you can, preferably higher, and, and you go that route. I'm 100% with you. And uh, it, it makes a big difference. Like Altuve, and that was, it goes back to the Miles Straw argument. Like, I'll, I'll cut it there, but if he's leading off, he becomes valuable. Hitting eighth, he's nothing to me at all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because especially hitting eighth, uh, there's more and more chances for him to uh, get replaced in the lineup because he's not a value. But we got to hit a break. When we come back, we're going to take a look at uh, some of these lineups and uh, dive deep on them. So we'll be right back after this break. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
It's in this league. Buckle up, buckaroo. All night. Welcome back, everybody, in this league on the sports grid. Get on the grid. We're also on the Miami from 90 in San Diego. Uh, we are excited to be talking some baseball here. I'm here with Casey Bubba. Follow him on Twitter at Reentric. Follow me on Twitter at Bogman Sports. So much fun. Let's take a look at these lineups once again. Hat tip to Mike Curlin. Great job. Check out his Twitter. Check out uh, the spreadsheet that he puts together going over these spring training lineups, which is it's just huge. You know, it's huge that someone aggregates these and really has notes about all of these lineups. But let's start out in uh, the NL East where, you know, the Marlins play. And I, I thought the sneaky one from the Marlins lineup, let me know if you've got another one, but Adam Duvall hitting cleanup. I think that that is a sneaky option. That's an RBI spot right now. And I'm looking from March 1st and on as far as NFBC draft dates. He's going post 300. 328 is where Adam Duvall is going. There's only four. Uh, or excuse me, there's only three, 30 number four hitters in Major League Baseball. He is one of them, and he is one of the very few as a cleanup hitter that you can get post-pick 300 in most of your drafts. I think he's a great steal right now. Yeah, I think he is very, very uh, steal-worthy. I'm surprised that that's where they're kind of playing him, but I'm still not sold on it 100% because he's been DHing a ton. There's no DH. But at the same time, I could see him uh, getting over a few other outfit options they're throwing out there, like Monty Harrison and Lewis Brinson and some of those guys. So it is very interesting. If he does hit cleanup, he is a massive steal in drafts, as you mentioned. And when they sign him, I didn't think there's any chance he'd play every day. I thought he'd be platooning or something. So you get a guy like Adam Duvall, who you're not going to get a big average from, but a ton of power. That's a, that's a very, very nice value. And it goes back to the thing we finished last, seg- last segment off with. You know, now he's, uh, you get a cleanup hitter, roughly, that uh, that price in the draft, That's that's tremendous. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and look, you know, when you're getting him post pick 300, or maybe if you even want to bump him up in your rankings, he's a little bit before 300. This is still pretty much a free player. You know, he's down at the bottom of of your draft. So, if they do move him down, or like you said, if they do kind of bounce him out of this spot uh, because, you know, he starts hitting below my weight. Well, actually, you know, below my weight is actually still pretty good. So, if he hits, well below my weight, uh, you know, uh, into the below 200s, then uh, he's going to get moved down in the order or lose playing time. So that's why he's not going high. I get it. But he had a great year last year, which was not a very believable year. I understand that. But cleanup hitters are tough to come by. Uh, going to the Braves, and this one, you know, looking at NFBC ADPs is not going to be too great here uh, just because all NFBC leagues are two catcher leagues. So a guy like Travis Sarno is going in the top 130 uh, as far as his value in NFBC drafts right now. But he he's slated to hit fifth. Obviously, catchers don't play every single day, but uh, he is going sixth among catchers right now. But sometimes he's a dude that kind of slips through the cracks when I'm drafting in my one catcher league. So seeing him fall a little bit and hit fifth, and uh, I think this is one that Curlin kind of pointed out as it seems fairly locked in right now. Uh, what do you think about Travis Darno hitting in the five hole for the Braves? Yeah, this is one I love. I had him ranked in my top, you know, seven or so catchers, and people thought I was crazy because people just don't like Travis Darno. It took him a while to kind of develop into a 
usable fantasy catcher, but he's done it for at least two straight seasons. He had it down 18, but then 17 was very good as well. Gives you 15-plus home runs, good counting stats, and he hits about 250 or so, which is kind of what you're expecting from most catchers. He's going to play three to four uh, out of every five days in the, with the rotation out there, so probably five, six days a week uh, in, a, in a weekly format. And he will hit in the middle of an order a Braves lineup that's going to be very, very good. We saw the production that he was able to put together in 2019 once he got traded to Atlanta, and he carried it over for the most part last season. He hit 321 last season. That'd be my only thing is he's not going to hit 321. He had a 4-11 right. habit. So, like, that's coming back down to earth. But he's still a very, very good, formidable catcher, a lot better than a lot of other options at that position. So I think it's a great spot, and it's a good point you mentioned because I said it last time, most catchers that you're targeting, if you skip catchers, go late in the lineup, him right in the middle there, like right after guys like Freeman and Ozuna, that is outstanding. Yeah, yeah the the guys hitting ahead of him, Acuna, Albies, Freeman, Ozuna, and then yeah, Travis Darno. Doesn't yeah, get, he's going to have ducks on the pond. Behind them and everything, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah, he's going to have ducks on the pond a lot there. So many, many opportunities to get some stakes. We like yeah. that. Uh, and this guy, look, this is not a secret one. This is one that people have been talking about for a couple weeks. But, you know, Victor Robles uh, over his early, very young career has hit at the bottom of the lineup most of the time for Washington, but he's having a great spring. We've seen him moved up to the leadoff spot. And I mean, this is dude that given the opportunity could steal 35, 40 bases and no one would bat an eye. So, uh, I mean, it just increases his value so much. I mean, right now over the last month, I got to get back to it, but I'll tell you his, uh, his ADP on, the uh nfbc here if my computer doesn't want to freeze up on me here submit and robles uh it's going nope that's hansel uh 140 140 overall so uh moving up into the top 150 is his value right now bub is it getting a little too big for his britches or do you like where he's at and think he should be even higher maybe well, first I'll clarify, I've always been a Team Robles guy. I've, uh, many people look at his stat cast and say, oh, look, he has no hard hit. He's this, that, and the other. Yeah, he doesn't. But if you look at his overall production in his career, he still produces quite well. And most importantly, if he's hitting leadoff in Washington, a team that runs, you have Turner behind him, then you have Soto, Schwarber. Uh, it just keeps going. It's a pretty potent uh, lineup there now. I absolutely love him. Uh, last year he was a top 100 pick. He deserves to be a top 100 pick if he's leading off again. The guy showed us back in 2019, 17 homers with 28 stolen bases, hit 255, and that was towards the bottom of the batting order. You put him towards the top, maybe he gets maybe he gets to 20. I'm not too worried about the home run part, but we're talking 35-plus steals. This guy could get you 90-plus runs scored. I love everything about this. And if you have Turner and Soto behind him, you know how many better pitches he's going to get to see at the plate right. than batting 7th or 8th in that lineup? Like this kid, people just keep hating on him. I know you just talked to DVR, so if you brought up his name – you probably saw his eyes glisten like it was Christmas morning. But um, I, I absolutely love Victor Robles, and I'm so happy they're finally, finally moving him to the top of the order where he should have been the whole time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I haven't – I honestly haven't been into him until the last couple of weeks because, like I said, I just don't want those guys that are hitting 8-9 in the he's order. Not, he's not know. nearly as valuable down there. Yeah, especially in the NL when you're hitting 8 and the pitcher's hitting behind you. I mean, yep. it's just not a good spot to be in. So – uh, hitting uh, at number one really moves his value way, way up. Uh, the Mets, look, the, the lineup for the Mets is going to get a little screwy. So mm -hmm. uh, they're going to be shifting guys around, moving players all the time. But what we've seen consistently out of them at the top of their lineup is 
When Nimmo plays, he leads off because he has a crazy high on base percentage. Um, when he doesn't play, then Jeff McNeil is the guy hitting leadoff. So I think these guys are going to play most days. Obviously, Jeff McNeil can play pretty much anything they want him to. But Nimmo is kind of Nimmo's kind of a tough one because they have so much in the outfield there. So uh, are you in on Nimmo or McNeil for this season? Both of them are valuable depending on, I guess, your roster construction is what I'll say. I like Nimmo a lot. Obviously, OBP leagues, like you mentioned, a lot better than uh, average leagues, but he still is for decent average. Problem is, is they will sit him versus lefties a lot. Not all the time, maybe, but a lot. And that's going to make things interesting for your, your lineup if you're not in a daily format. Do like him. That is a bit of a hindrance. He's a good ball player. It's tricky. McNeil's awesome because he has massive positional flexibility. He hits for a good average. He's shown power. Uh, sometimes when he goes for more power, he just gives up the average. So that's something to keep an eye on. Steals a few bags, not a ton. Um, so I like them both. I find myself taking Nimmo more because he's a lot cheaper in drafts. McNeil's going at a premium where it's like, if you want a McNeil type, you can wait a little later for like a Tommy Edmond, who I, I agree McNeil's better than. But if you you know wait another round or two, you get a leadoff hitter who I really don't see having a platoon issue with Edmond and multi-position flexibility there. So I, I was a roundabout way saying I like them both, but I'm not 100% in on both. Right. I mean, I'm absolutely right there with you. So uh, th this next team uh, confuses me a little bit. So um, we might have to spend some time here. But you just mentioned Tommy Edmond hitting at the top of the lineup for the Cardinals. And I love Tommy Edmond. I take yep. him in a lot of spots. He's going to be probably one of my highest owned players uh, by the time we're, we're all said and done. But uh, Edmond leading off, they got Goldie two, Arenado uh, third with the young Molina. Then Tyler O'Neill at six, Dylan Carlson at seven, Harrison Bader at eight. Matt Carpenter keeps getting into these spring lineups, though. He's hitting all over the place, uh, but he keeps getting in. And for the most part, when he hits, he is hitting high in the lineup. So, uh, you know, 35-year-old multi-positional guy is kind of throwing a wrench into us wanting to see some of these young guns get in here. So, I kind of I kind of don't know what to pull away from the whole thing because I was really excited about Carlson because it looked like for a little bit that Carlson might be hitting cleanup, uh, you know, uh, behind Edmund, Goldie, and Arenado. Now they got him down at seven. Not a great spot, so he's going to have to come down uh, on my board. What do you think about the St. Louis situation? They're weird, uh, you know, switching in of all these outfielders. First off, the Carpenter thing is like a massive annoyance. It's like getting a splinter beneath your nail. Um, <laughs> he, he really shouldn't be there. That, that's just a really bad one. But they paid him a lot of money. He's got a legacy there. He makes a great salsa, apparently. So he's there. Uh, all right. Um, that's what they, they say. I don't know. The rest of it's uh, interesting. Um, the quick and short of it, Dylan Carlson should be hitting towards the top of the order. I think he's hitting second and move everybody back a spot. Edric Porces, to me, is a really good OBP player. He's shown adjustments to hit. Um I can pick up more of this after the break, but I, I, have, I have a lot to say about Carlson that I'm very angry with where I'm seeing them. O'Neal is <laughs> having a great um, – he's having a great spring. That's fine and all. I still don't buy it yet. Harrison Bader I'd rather have over O'Neal. Another discussion oh. for another day. It's tough. It's very tough St. Louis. Screw them all. Yeah, I don't know that I'm there yet, but when we come back, we will talk about more of these lineup issues. This is our longest segment, so hopefully we'll get through all of it. So stick with us. We'll be right back after this. It's In This League on the Sports Grid. Thank you. 
sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. I generally come in at least 15 minutes late. I use the side door. After that, I just sort of space out for about an hour. Until but, I space out? I probably only do about 15 minutes of real, actual work. Would you be a good sport and indulge us and just tell us a little more? Let me tell you something about In This League. Welcome back, everybody, in this league on the Sports Grid. Get on the grid. I'm your host, Scott Bogner. Follow me on Twitter, at Bogner Sports. Joined by Casey Bubba at the Entrick on the Twitter machine. Please check out the ITL Patreon if you would. Patreon.com slash ITL Army, where we've got baseball rankings updated for you yesterday, on Friday, before your weekend drafts, all that good stuff. Uh, we, we've got minor league rankings from the Welsh. I'm working on NFL stuff. We do live streams. We do secret shows. Uh, we have group me rooms access at the lieutenant level or higher. All kinds of great stuff over there for you. If you would check it out, we would greatly appreciate it. We're talking about lineups and uh, where some of these guys can be hitting in the order here, Bob. And uh, I just got to get the uh, what? Why? Why the hate for Tyler O'Neill? Why? Why? Why do you hate him? I don't, I don't hate him. I just don't think he's he's earned the right to hit six in that lineup ahead of Dylan Carlson. No, it's nothing against that. Maybe it's because he's maybe it's because he's like chiseled out of a rock, and I take offense to that. But uh, and, he, and he flaunts it, so it makes it even worse. What but he do? Uh, oh, he's chiseled. Like he walks around with, like cut off shirts, or oh. you know, he looks like he's going to the gym all the time when he's you know hanging out before a game. And it's just you know the big doesn't guy look like Bartolo Colon, right? No, who by the way, if you follow on Instagram, he puts stories every day of him working out right now, and it's it's amazing. He was on a treadmill the other day, and he was running forward, then sideways, then backwards on the treadmill. It was awesome. I want to see when he writes the, the checks to the all the crazy the weird baby families that he has, yeah, uh, around the country. Like th- this dude, like everybody loves him and reveres him. He is a total scumbag. Uh, he he had a secret family in Queens when he played with the Mets. The guy is worthless. I do not like him. Who was worse, him or Cromartie? Well, I don't know. Cromar- look, <laughs> Cromartie didn't hide anything. You know what I mean? He didn't have like except the, except family. his kids' names because he couldn't remember them. Right. Well, look, that's just being a dumb guy. That's not being a mean guy. You know what I mean? I think when you're when you're hiding a family from your other family, uh, that it, it it's just a bit much. So it uh, is. It is. It, anyway, that's not why you hate Tyler O'Neill. So you you just yeah. don't think Tyler O'Neill's earned it quite yet. That, that's no. Basically I, I, he's, he's a guy that he's a guy that if he does it this year, I'll be wrong on him, and I just won't have him on your rosters. That's just how it's going to go. Uh, Colton Wong leading off in Milwaukee. Gotta love that. Absolutely love it. Great OBP guy. Speed. He's going to hit for more power in that ballpark. I love the signing. I love him leading off. There's nothing not to like, in my opinion. And he's yeah, a great that, price, great price in drafts. 
Yeah. And especially, you know, we were talking about uh, with, you know, and DVR about just the, the second baseman. That's why we brought up, you know, Altuve and Cattell Marte. Wong is another guy that uh, right now I'll give you his in March uh, NFBC draft value is still 248. So Which is ridiculous. Yeah, still very, very low. I mean, being drafted around Sung Kim, who doesn't even have a starting job at this point. Jock Peterson, who's having a good spring, but, it, you know, going just ahead of Garrett Hampson. Garrett Hampson, who I like a lot, yeah. is not guaranteed time and is not going to hit high in the lineup most of the nights that he plays. That's so, the biggest thing. Yeah, yeah Colton Wong uh, hitting leadoff every day for Milwaukee. We assume right now, obviously, things can change, but that's what it's looked like in spring. Uh, it could be a, a huge, huge deal. Uh, in Pittsburgh, we have kind of a fight for a leadoff spot. Frazier, who's going to play every day, has hit there sometimes. Kevin Newman, who might have some playing time issues, has hit there a lot too. So uh, it's hard to find interest in uh, any Pittsburgh Pirates this year outside of maybe Brian Reynolds as far as hitters go. Uh, and obviously, Key Brian Hayes is a great third baseman. Who else in this lineup are you uh, even remotely thinking about drafting, Bob? Well, first I'll say Frazier. I like because he's super late. He's got second base outfield eligibility if you're in super, super deep leagues. And he leads off every game he started when he's not starting. That's when someone else is up top there. So that's one thing I'll, I'll clarify on that one. But let me pull up roster resource for the Pirates real quick. <laughs> and um, let's like Brian Hayes, I do like. We just You mentioned him. Sadly, I mentioned I'm doing those little blurbs I write about every once in a while. I know the thing on post 300 picks. If you're feeling frisky, Gregory Polanco has my attention post 300. Um, <laughs> I hit this, you up the other day. I had a keeper decision yeah. uh, between Yoannis Despedes, who doesn't have a team, yep. or Gregory Polanco, who can't stay on the field. And I told and, you and Polanco. You, I, I I kept him. I, I gave yes. up Cespedes. I traded but, way too much it, for him it, like yeah. six years ago, but I I, I gave up. So. Well, and, and that's what kind of sparked me to look into him some more. And then I was reading beat writer stuff on him and he's healthy. And he even flat out said for the first time, I can actually concentrate on playing baseball instead of staying healthy. And his, his spring so far has look awesome. He's even stealing bases post 300. Does he finally hit that prospect pedigree? We're looking for a part of it. It's a good price tag. So I, I would say Polanco has my attention. Problem is if he gets good, he'll get traded. Right. Yeah. I mean, at such, such is the way uh, with any Pittsburgh. This pirate. is the way. Um, uh, crazy movement with the Reds lineup. They've just been all over the place. They've even moved guys' positions. Eugenio Suarez now over at short. They move Mustakas over to third. I don't even know who's playing second for him now. Uh, Nick Senzel looks like the everyday center fielder, especially now that Shogo got hurt at the game I went to. Uh, so uh, a lot of movement in the Reds lineup. Is there anything in particular that you garner from what the Reds have been doing in spring training, or is this like a look? There's too much movement. Let's just see what opening day looks like and go from there. It's a lot of movement. Um, you'll probably want to wait at least for like the last week of spring. Part of the discussion of moving Suarez to short, Mustakas to third, is they'd want to put India at second. I don't know if we actually see that. He hasn't played past double A before. Maybe he made good gains at the alt site last year. He's having a good spring, so that'd be cool. Got a lot but, of hair. Uh, yes, he does. And we've seen him play second base. Um so uh, a few games so far this spring. So he is interesting in that regard. Uh, I think it would have been Senzel moving there, obviously, but you mentioned the Shogo injury. So that kind of derails that. Cause that would have been cool. See Shogo get everyday playing time. It's going to be a sticky situation. And in reality, Suarez is going to be so bad defensively at short. Who knows how long this will last for. So, so it, it's. So with uh, moving over to the NL West and the Rockies here last week, you and I talked about how Sam Hilliard, 
was leading off and that it, it was kind of between Tapia and Hampson for playing time. Ben Rogers gets hurt this week. It's been all Tapia back at the yep. top of the lineup. So, uh, are, do you think that because the, the thought process this off season has been Tapia is the leadoff hitter. Do you think we're back to that? Or do you think now that Tapia and Hilliard are playing every day, they're going to switch off. Uh, maybe are you shying away from both of them because there's some confusion, which, which outfielder for Colorado do you want? That's not named Charlie Blackman. Um, it looks like Tapia is getting the job, but Sam Hilliard is still playing those days, which is good. Cause before that it was kind of a platoon situation. Potentially I'm going to still go with Hilliard because he's going cheaper in drafts. And even when he's not leading off, he's hitting no worse than sixth. Where in Colorado, that's still very valuable. Um, Hilliard right now going off at 312 yeah. in NFBC. Tapia at 229. So the cost so is I'll take way the 100 pick discount. Yeah. Uh, I, I like Tapia. Don't get me wrong. But that discount with Hilliard, he's an injury away from being back to lead off. Right. You're, you're looking at the, t- this is the Tapia buzz price yep. at 229. Because I guarantee you, if you looked at Yahoo, uh, or ESPN, he's not going that high. So that is a that's an NFBC pick for sure. Uh, going down to uh, your Giants, you know, look, right. I was hoping you could help make some sense out of this <laughs> because I guess the thing that I've seen is Evan Longoria is hitting five, which is nice. But who else is Lacella going to lead off? Where where is he going to go? I I can't figure it out. Well, the biggest thing right now, the reason why Longo is hitting five, because he's supposed to platoon with Listella, but Brandon Belt still hasn't come back from his offseason surgery. So Listella has been playing in first base. And okay. the reason why they signed Listella is he's going to be able to, you know, play first, second, third. They love his flexibility, but he'll pretty much be in the lineup, I'd say, five out of seven days a week. Um, okay. And a lot of that will be at third base. So if that's what you're seeing right now, that's what you got. Solano's been playing, hitting like third a lot, too. It's been, it's it's weird. It's Gabe Kapler doing Gabe Kapler things. Like they got guys like Vossler. Doesn't he keep like releasing right? two lineups too every day yeah, or something? It's, it's bizarre. It's it's yeah. Gabe Kapler. Stick to coconut oil, Gabe. Yes. Come on. Uh, how about uh, Kike Hernandez hitting leadoff for Boston? Renfro hitting six a bunch. These are two guys that are uh, both going fairly late. Uh, I think here. Let me take a look. Renfro, uh, NFBC is going where'd he go uh 361 and then hernandez there's too many hernandez is uh let's see <laughs> he's three uh, something 357 so right around right around the same range but kike hitting a lead off i like that i love it like i, I it stinks because verdugo i like the idea of leading off he's a very good obp guy would have given him a lot of value but uh kike has got a lot of value as well a little bit of pop there the short porch at the monster and left I love it. I, I, I'm all of a sudden, I was not drafting him at all anywhere. And now I'm intrigued late if you need a middle infield option or something. He's very valuable to me. Aaron Hicks hitting third for the Yankees. Yeah, I mean, me that, that's that's insane. You know, yeah. in the middle of that lineup is just nuts. So he's got to come up boards. He's going. And he uh, hasn't been. It's crazy. 236 in NFBC, but not that high. I'm telling you. He's been hovering regularly, around the whole time. Regularly, he's not going there. So uh, he's going way later. So that's a good one. Cedric Mullins getting a little bit of run because he's supposed to hit lead off for the Orioles, but it's the Orioles lineup, man. So I don't know. Yeah, that's a depressing one. It's between <laughs> Austin Hayes. It's between Mullins. Just play DJ Stewart every day, please. That's all I ask. Do whatever you want with those two. Play DJ Stewart, please. Uh, ben Intendi hitting second for the Royals. Michael Taylor uh, has been in the lineup a lot, and he's hitting in the top six most of the time. I thought, I think I saw him hit 
seven one time, but he's been two or six a lot. So when Benintendi isn't in there, he's been two, but Benintendi's supposed to hit two. So uh, I don't know. I- any love for either one of those guys? Benintendi, I don't mind because for once we're not paying a premium like we were with Boston. So he, it's intriguing. And that Royals lineup will be actually kind of good. Michael Taylor, not yet. No. Uh, Mark Canna hitting leadoff. Jed Lowry hitting two for the A's. Yeah, a don't buy that. He's got to stay healthy. Right. Um, so, so, but Mark Canna hitting leadoff is a huge one. Yeah, I lo- love that. It was supposed to be Canna and Loriano hitting one, two, either, either order. Uh, Loriano's been hurt. He had an MRI on his uh, side with an oblique injury. Supposedly, it's not too bad. So that could change Lowry's status, but love Connor. I liked him before. Massive OBP guy actually shows a little bit of speed as well. So hitting towards the top of that order is awesome. And he's very cheap in drafts as well. Uh, then we move down to uh, Hanniger and Moore. One, two for the Mariners. Ty France, who's having a killer spring, has been hitting third for the Mariners a bunch. And that is just unbelievable. I mean, Right now, even in NFBC, he's going low, way down at, uh, let me see, 291, so just above the top 300. But a guy plays second, third, first, outfield, catcher, running back, halfback, quarterback, center, power forward. Guy plays everywhere. So uh, I I love seeing Ty France hit uh, third for the Mariners. It's outstanding. I'm so pumped on it. When when he got traded to the Mariners last year, I was looking forward to this season. I didn't think they'd hit him third, though, and that's outstanding because positional flexibility all over the place. So and to be great. fair, roster resource still has him not hitting third. They got Kyle Lewis there, but he, yeah. they have him hitting five. Which so is still, still awesome. top six I'll, five. I'll, I'll, right. I'll take that in a heartbeat, and he's free in drafts. It, the dude hit monster home runs in the minors. He won't hit for a big average, maybe 250-ish, which is great because he's going to hit 30-plus home runs if he plays every day. You think Hanager, it's basically coming down to Hanager or J.P. Crawford for that one spot. Yeah. Uh, who do you think it's going to be? If Hanniger stays healthy, it's his, but Crawford's a great OBP guy, so it depends on where service wants to go with his, you know, analytics and all that good stuff. Uh, the last two teams that I have here, you know, uh, the one through five for the Angels is Fletcher, Otani, Trout, Rendon, Upton. Upton, of course, is not going to stay healthy for the whole year, but the top four is pretty set. Love to see David Fletcher hitting lead off there. And then for the Rangers, Isaiah kiner falefa and David Dahl have been a nice one, too. Joey Gallo hitting third a lot, and that Guzman Lau, uh, they've been competing for that first space spot. It's not uh, sold, so we got 30 seconds left. What do you got on those two teams? Yeah, it stinks that Lau's not uh, locked in there. Love what Gallo's doing this year. If he keeps hitting that third spot, it's going to be money. And when it comes to Anaheim, just hope Fletcher can hit for a little bit of pop, but I love him leading off. He's a score. He could score 100 runs sneakily this year in that lineup. All right, when we come back, we're going to end out the three-hour tour of In This League on the Sports Grid. So stick with us. We'll be right back after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. 
Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. In this league. I thought we were going to be just friends. What? Friends listen to- In this league. In the dark. Welcome back, everybody. You hear Endless Love. You guys know what that means. It is the end of the three-hour tour here of In This League on the Sports Grid. Please check out everybody on Twitter, at Bogman Sports for me, at Is It the Welsh for the Welsh, at BD Entrick for Bubba. We got all kinds of stuff planned for you guys coming up. It is going to be so much fun, but we didn't get to talk football today, Bub. I did a lot of that in hours one and two with the Welsh. So uh, let me hear like Andy Dalton to the Bears. Uh, they offered a, a three first-round picks, a third, and two unnamed starters to the Seahawks for Russell Wilson. They refuse to do it. They're not ready to give up on him yet. Uh, we're hearing the same thing from uh, you know uh, the, the stupid Texans about not trading Deshaun Watson, even though he's embroiled in some weirdness, which – if you read what he supposedly did, it is not anything. So uh, I, I don't, I don't understand what's happening there. But anyway, back to the Bears and their quarterback situation. What do they do? Do you give a year to Andy Dalton? Do you want to bring Mitch Trubisky back? Do you want to try to take Mac Jones in the draft? Like, where do you go if you're the Chicago Bears right now? Well, it's things because Mitchell was actually decent when they actually ran the right offense around him. They just never right. catered to it properly. Um, but for me, it's I guess you let Dal- Dalton go with it, and I draft a, I draft Mac Jones and start start working him in there because you can't go with, with Dalton more than a year. It's tough. Yeah, I mean Matt Nagy's not going to save his job with Andy Dalton. No, so, he's done. Uh, I if they don't bring Trubisky back, they have to make a move in the draft, right? They got to trade up for somebody. Yeah, they have to they have to do something because you can't go into this with Dalton being your your lone ranger out there. That's never going to end well right now. Man, I wonder if they could get up to that Dolphin spot. So. Oh, the, it's for sale. It's the Patriots way down there in Miami. So it's for sale. Like, look at the, like, we won't talk about it a lot, but the Dolphins, they've made a handful of moves. And it's cost them like $10 million. It's been beautiful. I know. I know. I really liked, uh, yeah. who's the running back? Oh, Malcolm Brown. They signed. I thought that was great. great stinky, signing. cheap running back. Oh, and, and the Patriots re-signed Vinoy. So he's going to just destroy Tua for two starts a year now. <laughs> he's angry. He's angry about that. Yeah. Well, yeah. almost lost hundred dollars. Uh, anyway, uh, we, our, uh, we're going to take off. We will see you guys next week. Good luck in your drafts. If you need help, hit us up on Twitter, and we will see you guys next week. Take it easy, everybody. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.